I'm Siri Lindley, two-time world champion, author, speaker, animal activist, survivor, and thriver. I have found a way to overcome every challenge and to take the impossible and make it possible. On my podcast, we're going to talk real life. We're going to get vulnerable. We're going to go first. You're not alone in your fears, your doubts, or your worries. The most successful people in the world have them. Stick with me on this journey. I will help you harness your power, claim your magic, and create the life that you dream of. Good morning, everyone, and (laughs) welcome to the Bedhead Chronicles. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This is Siri Lindley, and I have as my guest, my incredible wife, Rebecca Keat. I thought, what an amazing way to start the new season of the Bedhead Chronicles with the most important person in my life. Rebecca Keat, welcome. Is it okay if I brag about you a little bit? Not really. Well, <laughs> okay, she's just honored that you chose me as your first guest. Like, well, thank you, baby. She kept saying to me, you know, Siri, you've got to have someone else as your first guest. And mm-hmm. I thought, you're the most important person in my life. So, of course, you're going to be my first guest. So, Rebecca Keat. Now, we met when we were both racing triathlon. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca Keat is one of the fastest ever Ironman triathletes in the history of our sport. Now, if you don't know what an Ironman is, it is a one point, no, sorry, sorry, 2.4 mile swim. 3.8 kilometers. 112 mile bike. 180 kilometers. Yep. Followed by a marathon. 42.2K. It's just ridiculous when I hear it like that. Like, how did I ever do that? It is just ridiculous. <laughs> and I actually coached Rebecca. This is part of our story. I'd never done an Ironman in my life. So I would give her training that I would write down on a piece of paper and I'd be like, I have no idea how she's going to freaking get this done. But Beck is one of the fastest Ironman athletes in the history of our sport. She actually broke the record along with Chrissy Wellington, who just went a snitch faster what year was that? 2009. Challenge Roth, yeah. Challenge mm-hmm. Roth, eight hours and 39 minutes to do all of that, you guys. Is that crazy? It's crazy. So she's amazing. Crazy. She won six Iron Distance events, and that after she had already won the World Championships as a junior two times. Mm-hmm. And when she retired, she didn't do the typical, you know, Take a few years off. I don't really know what to do. Might come back. (laughs) Might come back. She got right into creating our Team Serious Tri Club, Mm -hmm. which is now one of the top triathlon clubs in the world. She also is co-founder, along with me, of Believe Ranch and Rescue and Horses in Our Hands. Mm -hmm. Beck, speak a little bit about what we have created together and how have I not driven you crazy? How... A lot of people Wait, say Wait, I think com- people are going to want to know how we met. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can start there for sure. How did we meet? <laughs> Is that okay? Yes, I would I, love it's to. It's a funny story because we kind of like worked out that it was, we knew each other for 17 years. Um, so I used to kick my butt as a junior. I was a junior and she was this unbelievable professional open female and because juniors are under 23 and open is above that and 
she used to like whip my butt, but she was so humble. She would win everything, yet she always has time to talk to the juniors. And we were like all in awe of her because we we're like, okay, she's the best in the world, yet she has time to spare to talk to us. And that was rare as a pro for us to feel like, you know, to feel seen. And um, she always, always was just so sweet. There was always a spark there. And it's crazy because it's 17 years later, I asked her to coach me. And she'd actually said no once before. She doesn't remember. I don't remember that. <laughs> I can't believe I would have ever said no Maybe to you, not. but okay. But anyway, I, um, I was almost ready to retire and I asked her to coach me um, 17 years later and then 23, wait, was it 23? I'm trying to think, 2000 and January 14, 2015, we got married. So we've now known each other for 27 years. And we just oh had our God. seven year anniversary. wedding anniversary. Now, when Beck, so from my side of things, whenever I saw you on the racing circuit, all I knew, I mean, look at these dimples. Yes, give them a, <laughs> give them a look of your dimples. All I knew is that so every time- It's wrinkles time, now, not dimples. No, 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 no. <laughs> every time I saw her and we would chat for even if it was just a couple minutes, I left feeling so good. We smiled a lot. Yes. We smiled we a lot. Very happy. We laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's let's some, tell them. There was definitely something there. There was definitely always something was, there. But we always had partners. And when I started oh, coaching. Oh, oh, we were dating. Yeah. I started coaching. You asked me to coach you. Of course, you know, oh, I tell always. Tell story about Noosa. I will. So I always had such strict boundaries. Don't fraternize with your athletes. <laughs> there had to be the coach-athlete boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I went out to hold a training camp in Noosa, Australia. And one of my athletes who lives there said, hey, I'm gonna get you all set up with where you're gonna live. And I said, okay, that's great, but I have to live alone. I cannot live with an athlete. Yeah. I said, I would rather live in a tent on the street than live with an athlete. I said the exact same thing. So yeah, Beck was the same. Mm -hmm. So I get in and this athlete of mine drives me to this house I'm gonna stay at. And I'm like, oh my God, it was on the beach and it's just gorgeous glass, the most amazing house I've ever seen. And I said, wow, this this is where I'm staying? She said, yeah, well, there's one caveat. Yeah. (laughs) I said, well, what is that? And she said, you have to share it with your athlete. And I said, I'm not sharing it with my athlete. I'd rather be in a tent. Let me sleep on the beach. I don't care about this beautiful house. I'm not staying with an athlete. She said, it's Rebecca Key. She'll have the downstairs, you'll have the upstairs. And for some reason, because it was Rebecca Key, it was okay. Mm. So we moved in together. I was exactly the same. I'm like, Siri, oh yeah, okay, I can do that. (laughs) So (laughs) For some reason it was okay. It's funny, it's because yeah, it never has been okay my entire life. I've always wanted to be by myself in a room I couldn't stand sharing in it. I don't know why, I guess I lived alone a lot, so. Yeah, Mm. but keep in mind, so the only thing we had to share was the kitchen. So I made sure that I ate my dinner at like five o'clock so I'd be done in the kitchen. And so when Beck wanted to eat dinner, she could have the kitchen to herself. But then suddenly our time started kind of coming together a little bit and we would start having these amazing talks while one or the other of us was having our dinner. And what I realized was that Beck shared all the same passions as me. Love for our moms yes and our dads even though your dad at the time well your dad had passed passed away and my dad i didn't have a relationship with at the time that's another story that one that's a A very good one yes 
We love animals. We talked about love, animals all the love, time. Love, we would love, watch love, love. these funny little animal videos. And we just connected on such Food. a beautiful level. Yeah. Food. Yeah. And then one night, <laughs> this is my favorite story. Oh. One night, Beck said, hey, I'll cook for you tonight. Let's have dinner together tonight. This was when I used to eat meat, by the way. And that's yeah, changed. She used and we to can eat explain meat. that why. But yeah. Yeah. So I said, Oh my god, that would be amazing. And she said, I'll I'll fix it up. I'll just whip it up real quick. Just <laughs> and I am not a good cook, guys. <laughs> I can tell you I am not a good cook. Like that is not a strength of mine. But so adorable. I hadn't been cooked for in years. And so I show up, I come down for dinner, and it is steak with garlic mushrooms on top Definitely and the prawns and mashed potatoes that that's that, that shrimp oh well, that's shrimp prawns, we call them prawns in Australia okay, okay, okay. and this the little pomade that you put on top red wine red and candles. i'm thinking oh my god you just whipped this up like this <laughs> it was amazing it was like the best thing that one i have ever tasted and now, I think you put in extra effort that Just night. Just a That's, tad. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, I'm starting to think, oh my God, I, I'm feeling something that I shouldn't be feeling because I coach this athlete. Yeah. And things started happening. I would leave for the weekend. And from your side, what was happening on your side of things? Well, you would leave to go visit your best friend, Loretta Harrop, and... Uh, I would, you'd be gone for like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, I really miss her already. Like, why? Like, that's crazy. Where is she? And I'd be like texting you on the road. But I do remember a funny story when I had, and this is where it started to develop. It was not long after we moved into the house. We were, we were staying in Noosa. And I she, I wanted a bath, a Epsom salt bath, because those things, like we talk about recovery one day, but they're amazing. So Siri's like, I'll run it for you. I go <laughs> to the bath. It's not just a freaking bath. There's like rose petals all around, oh, candles, rose petals. There was so well. There was candles and there was chocolate. Candles and chocolate, but there okay, were no well, rose okay, petals. Maybe I'm getting Come that mixed now. up with something else. <laughs> God. In my mind, it felt like rose petals. <laughs> okay, well, it was pretty like a little bit of a hint there. I think I'm like, wow, this is awesome. No one had run me a bath ever in my entire life, ever. No, ever, ever, ever had anyone run me a bath. So I was, I mean, I love my baths. And I think one day I was leaving for the weekend and I texted you to say, I'm leaving for the weekend. Oh, and yeah. you wrote back, you said, don't leave. I'll be home in five minutes. Mm -hmm. And for me, as like, a coach, you're like, as a coach, I'd be like, sorry, I'm leaving. Like time for me to go. I'm taking the day off. But instead I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'll wait. And it, I think it was soon after that we had a discussion, like what's going on here? Yeah, because I used to get really jealous because she would just like, we had no reception, phone reception there, which was probably a good thing. Um, but she used to drive up to the top of the hill. She'd say, I've got to make a phone call. And I knew she was calling the person she was kind of dating at the time. She'd drive to the top of the hill and she would freaking be there like for over an hour. And I would be getting more and more and more jealous every time. I was like, what is wrong with me? And I'd like walk past with a dog or like jog past. And she's still on the phone in the car or this woman. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm like so jealous right now. I was just hoping that the towel would go down so you couldn't make connection on your phone. I love But anyway, so she didn't much. know that I saw her. I would like spy on her on, on the phone for just so long I'd be just so jealous but I never ever told you that I love you so much so basically what happened is we realized we had feelings for each other and mm -hmm. I said well I can't do this because it's just not 
I'm coaching a bunch of other professional athletes mm-hmm. that are all your biggest competitors. Oh, like, good. we can't do this. Yeah. And I said, one of two things has to happen. Mm-hmm. Either I need to stop coaching you or I can tell the whole team and see what they think. Mm-hmm. And I remember I brought the whole team I think you together. Actually, and I said, well, I will retire. Yeah. I was kind of almost ready. So I said, I'll retire from the sport if we can't be together. That so was, this that's was a big, huge. That's a big commitment, but I was totally ready. I was so in love with you. Yeah, this this was huge. And so I brought the whole team together. I am so in love with you. That sounds and like, well, a, was, yeah, am, I yeah. am, and still am. Well, I'm so e- in love with you. Even more and more and more every Me day. Me too. All the time. We started saying, I'm in love with you now instead of I love you. It's right. more powerful. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I interrupted you again. So I brought the team together, and I said, Rebecca and I have fallen in love. And if you guys aren't okay with it, I'm going to stop coaching her or she's going to actually retire. Oh my God, I was so nervous. And we were so scared and so nervous. And every single one of them said, oh my God, we're just so happy that you're happy. And, you know, my athletes that have been with me for a long time were like, we just want you to be happy, And I mean, you had like two world champions at the time. Two world champions. Two. And they were okay with it. so. So... that was the beginning, everybody, and since then, um, I feel like the luckiest girl in the whole wide world. Ditto. She is my everything. She is my superhero. Over the last two years, <laughs> uh, which was a very scary time for us, Beck, you were my rock, and you gave me so much strength and so much to live for amongst the life that we had created, which was a life I dreamed of for, for since I was a little kid. <laughs> and we've kind of made all our dreams come true together, haven't we? Oh, it's just unbelievable. I never in my wildest dreams thought that, well, firstly, I never thought I'd ask, to ask a woman to marry me. I thought I would just be single my whole life. That's just how I saw my future going. I just thought I can never be really happy, so I'll just be alone. Um, and I never forget when I asked you to marry me, I was so nervous. Thank God she said yes. It was actually in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I have my soulmate, the love of my life, my best friend. I feel very fortunate. And I know there's couples out there and um, both, um, you know, female-male couples and female-female and male-male couples. And um, they look at us and they, I think they, they sort of sometimes wish they had what we had because not everybody's as fortunate to have a relationship like we do. But we're very, very blessed. blessed. We, very we are blessed. the yin and the yang. We like... Just do everything so well together. Like we're just, we are the perfect match. But it doesn't mean that we never fight. We have some good fights. (laughs) We have some good fights. We have some blow ups. I go from like zero to really not uh, a little bit of an angry, I guess, Becky pretty quickly. But Siri has the calmness. She's like the zen. But um, very rare. But what do you think? Everyone fights though. Everyone argues. Everyone fights. And and It's unhealthy to not argue, I think. And I think that once you accept the fact that no relationship is perfect Mm. and it's really like deciding to appreciate and love every single part of the person that you're with, even the things that may annoy her a little bit, like Mm. she has learned to love them and appreciate them and, and understand that that's me. But for me, for the first time in my life, I showed up in this relationship and decided I am just going to be me. I am going to share my imperfections. I'm going to share my flaws. I'm going to be me. I'm going to respond in an authentic way to every single situation. And she never left. 
I feel like I could be more of me than I ever have been. Because in past relationships, I was, well, I was hiding, I was gay for many years. Um, but I almost would dim my light all the time. And I'm like quirky and crazy and I was quite an introvert, not anymore. A series bought the extrovert out of me. <laughs> but I do remember, like, because she's just so high energy and just so damn positive. Uh, and at training, I remember that first time in Noosa, I used her bathroom upstairs for some reason. And I remember looking and thinking, am I going to find like, you know, like ecstasy or something? Cause she's just so high all the time, but she's freaking high on life. Like just high on life. And, um, you didn't find anything, did you? No, of course not. No, nothing exciting, but, um, yeah. High on life is just, that's just how she's. And my wife, she crashes at night. I can tell you like someone who's that high on life, like hits rock bottom at like 8.30 and is in bed, but that's good for her health. And um, But yeah, I've never met anyone, maybe other than Tony Robbins, that can match you there. <laughs> well, all I know is you are the kindest, most loving, most loyal, strongest, <laughs> most inspiring Thanks, woman I have ever met. She truly met a lot of is my muse. Thank she you. truly is my muse. She's a wind beneath my wings. I know people say, oh, that's silly, it's cliche. Well, you know what? It's the truth. This is, this is what she means to me. Mm-hmm. And I think we really had an incredible friendship when we started. I think that was the key, really. We kind of knew each other very well before. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted you to be the very best that you could be as a triathlete, as your coach. You wanted me to be the very best coach that I could be for you. And I think that bringing that into our relationship, not that I certainly don't coach you anymore. No, but that was a little testing too, but that was, that was a difficult transition, but Mm. we truly want the very best for each other. We want to stretch each other and push each other to become more and to, to really, I want you to recognize and see the magic that's inside of you. And I'll never forget when I said to you one day, I said, Beck, you have to love yourself first. Because oh, I never forget that. She, that was like when we first like moved to Santa Monica, like 2013. Yeah. She said it to me and I was, I was very emotionally immature and I'm still working on that, but we oh, all stop. are. But I um, need a little bit of personal growth there. But I never forget her saying, and I must have only been like 30. I was old enough, like 36 or 7. And I said, love myself. Well, that's stupid. Love myself. I'm cocky. I love myself. But she didn't mean that at all. And love the person that you are and the person that you're becoming. And yeah, I'm definitely tra- transformed a little since then, I think, haven't I, Siri? <laughs> well, I know because you did the same for me. I used to always think, wow, this woman really loves me. And I would ask you, you know, the things that you love about me. I wouldn't even have to ask you. You would just tell me, which was so beautiful. But you, in so many ways, were mirrors for each other. Mm. And I think it's just so beautiful the way that we celebrate each other. And also never let each other get lazy. When you know that I could give more or do more, you tell me. When I know that you could do more or or reach the next level i tell you so we're always accountable i want to talk a little bit about the five love languages because you know i love this book you love this and you know all of them i can never remember them all but okay so if you don't know the five love languages the five love languages are words of affirmation like oh i love you honey you look so pretty today Mm -hmm. quality time Mm -hmm. 
um, acts of service, like doing your partner's laundry or making the bed or making them dinner, physical touch, which speaks for itself, or gift giving. Hmm. Here's the thing, everybody, and think about this. What does someone, what does your partner, or even it could be a parent or your best friend or your child, when they do a certain thing that makes you feel really loved, really cared for, what is that? Do they bring you a gift? Do they write you a sweet note that tells you how much they love you? Do they give you a big hug and hold on for 20 seconds? Do they do something nice like, hey, I'll go pick up your laundry for you? What is it that makes you feel the most loved? Beck, mm. what makes you feel most loved? I feel like, and I think this stems from just my childhood, um, acts of service, probably acts of service and um, quality time. They'd be my top mm -hmm. two. I already know what yours are. Yours are physical touch and I don't know if it's quali probably quality time. Quality and, time for yeah. sure. Yeah, quality time first. And words of affirmation actually. Yeah, all three, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, but here's the thing, everyone. Think about what makes you feel most loved. What we usually do as humans is we will love our partner or how the people in our lives. How we want to be loved. How we want to be loved. Still got to work on that one. <laughs> so I'll say to Beck, and in the beginning of our relationship, we really had to have this conversation together mm -hmm. to understand each other better. Mm -hmm. Because I would say we're really different in that way. So different. Very, very different. And that comes again, we could maybe tell them how that relates to how we were brought up as kids. Yeah. Tell them how you were brought up. Well, my my mom, my sister and I, and dad, when he was there, um, I, I lost him in 2007, but we were so loved. Like, my mom was one of those moms who was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, hold me for long, kiss me, kiss me at the school ground, and I love you, I love you. And it was beautiful. And at the time, I probably didn't realize how lucky I was, like, constantly telling me how much she loves me, always making time to spend time with me and my twin sister, Simi. Um, and we just got an outpouring of love. Dad showed it in a different way, um, but mom was just like boundless love, endless love. And so I think that's why now my perception is, or my hallucination is, that I got so much that I don't feel in little need for that, that, I guess, like, I want that proof that you love me. Like, I just was so loved as a kid, and I felt loved, and she was always, always there, as was my sister. So, yeah, so... Yeah, it's weird. It's and different... now you had to do a lot of the chores around the house, right? You'd come home from school. Oh, God, and... yeah. We would... That's so true. So so share that because my... that's important. <laughs> my mom's going to kill me. But she would leave a list. And God bless her. My mom worked 100 hours a week supporting my twin sister and I. Worked her butt off. Barely had time to cook dinner. Usually she'd make it and we'd have to heat it up or whatever. And she just did everything she could to manage everything she could. God bless her. And worked all weekend, but she'd leave a little list for Simi and I when we're like, from when we're about 13. And she'd leave like a list of chores. And they had to be done by the time she pulled in the driveway. And some nights it wasn't until 8 p.m. We'd already kind of had our dinner that she'd cooked us. And um, if we hadn't done them, we would freak out because it would be wash, do the washing, hang it out. Um... Um, sometimes it would be vacuum, like on weekends, like we'd 
wash and clean her car and we'd have to like look at the list and if it wasn't done oh my god we'd flip out we'd hear the car come in the driveway and i'm like ah, the washing and i'll be outside like throwing the washing up and it had to be pegged perfectly like oh my gosh and she'd even check that we dusted properly by going around and checking the window sills and making sure the window sills didn't have dust on them mommy i love you like i appreciate you for that because i'm so clean now i'm a clean freak but yeah it was so it was a lot so what <laughs> this makes me think is that beck got a lot of kisses and hugs and words of affirmation. And so what makes you feel so loved now is if I will clean the house, I'll do the dishes, I'll empty the dishes. Very rarely. <laughs> no, just kidding. She no, actually, I you actually do, do do a lot of it. You don't lot. love doing the vacuuming, but you do a lot of the other stuff. And folding, washing, you do a that lot of that. That makes her feel me. so loved. Mm. Now for me, I grew up and for when my mom married her second husband, they traveled a lot. They would sometimes leave for two, two weeks at a time. Mm. And we'd often be left alone. They thought we had a housekeeper nanny that was so. there all the time, but she would actually come sometimes and sometimes she wouldn't. And so you were really young So then too. I really craved mm. um, just spending time with my mom. Whenever she was home, I, all I wanted to do was just spend time with her. And when she'd leave, I'd get on the ground and I'd hug her leg and, I, and I'd make her drag me across the floor. Aww. So for me, quality time and words of affirmation, one of the things that she did do when she was home is every day I'd go with my little lunch bag and she'd have a little note that said, I love you so much. And that meant the world to me. So mm. for me, it's words of affirmation and quality time. Mm. So in the beginning, you know, once we got through in the honeymoon period, you do all of them. You, you love your partner in all these five different languages. But then when you get comfortable, you start loving the other person in the way that you feel loved. So I was giving her words of affirmation and wanting to spend time and she wasn't feeling loved. She was cleaning up all over the place and making the bed and making the, doing the dishes and all this stuff. And I didn't feel loved. And I'd say, Beck, I just don't feel like you love me like you used that to. That hurts as a partner, too. I just don't mm -hmm. feel like you love me like you used to. Are you falling out of love with me? And that just broke her heart. Yeah, breaks my heart. So we had yeah. this conversation. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. We actually had fun and laughed and giggled about how, you know... Because you would say, well, I cleaned and I did the dishes and I did the laundry. Like, I'm showing you I love you all the time. I think I laughed when you asked where the vacuum cleaner was kept. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we've been living here five years and she doesn't know where that... No, kidding. But now I She do. knows where it is now. Now I do. I get so excited when I come in, the dogs have trampled mud from outside in the house, like, and I've just cleaned and she's with the vacuum cleaner. I just said, yeah. oh, babe, thank you so much. So here... <laughs> Here's what you have to do. Mm. Number one, figure out what your love language is. Number Let's go two, through them again for the people yeah. that are listening. Is it acts of service? Is it is it words of affirmation? Physical touch? Quality time? Or gift giving? Mm -hmm. Which of those things makes you feel most loved? Figure that out first. Then think about your partner. And if you don't have... A husband or a wife or a partner, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Think about the person closest to you. It might be a parent. It might be a best friend. It might be your child. What is their love language? And the best way you can figure that out is how do they typically show you love? Mm, do they show up with a gift? Do they show up with flowers when, when you're having dinner together? Mm -hmm. 
And then what I want you to do is every day, I want you to do three things in that person's love languages, love language and see what the response is. And in the same note, if you can have the conversation with that person and make it fun, make it light, you can really learn and you have like this kind of mutual mission that you're on to learn the other language. It's like learning if you're English and you want to learn French, it's like learning another language. And the more you use it, the more natural it becomes and you become fluent. And I think right now we're pretty fluent in knowing how to love each other. And I think it's probably, I don't know how if it's rare, but I think it's not that likely that you both have exactly the same love language. I wonder, yeah. I wonder mm. how common that is, especially with like female couples and you know male female couples, that'd be interesting. And remember, it doesn't always have to be matched. You may think, oh, well, I'm making this big effort to show them I love them and they're just not doing it back. It doesn't matter because you loving them in the way that they need to be loved, you are experiencing that love. And I promise you that the more you do it, you will get it in return because they're going to be so happy and lit up that they're going to want to give that back to you. Go first. If you want more love in your life, be more loving. If you want more romance in your life, <laughs> be more romantic, but you go first. Mm. Beck, for those couples out there, maybe they're in the honeymoon zone, maybe they've been married for seven years like us, or maybe even longer. What would you say is the key to having a fulfilling, happy, loving, supportive, relationship <laughs> well, my wife leaves me love notes every single morning without a doubt I always try and beat her to it but I figured if I write the night before because I go to bed last I think I figured out that I get it on the coffee cup first so she wakes up to it but I would say and that's just so special and she has done this for like I think at least three years I'm probably I've collected but every single one of them <laughs> she doesn't know that she does now um I think presents is just so important with your partner even if it's like one minute of just being present with them so they feel seen and heard and they they feel that um and i think just always trying to find quality time throughout the day to spend time with them um whether it's your love language or not you have to spend be able to spend time with your family because life is so short mm -hmm. and you just you know don't know what the future holds so i think that making time and i love when we plan like to do something together as a couple, like outside of, I mean, we're with each other 24 seven, but often we're not present because we're working our butts off with all our organizations that we have, which we've got like five of them. <laughs> we talk about that one day, but um, I think just finding like something fun to do, like once a day, something fun to do, like really big to look forward to throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Like ours is having like a white Christmas with our family. Yes. We just are so excited about that. We're having a little trip to Florida, a little trip to Calamigos and, I think just scheduling that. Schedule it and make it happen. I yeah. love that. That's amazing. What about you? Presence, you 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 mm. said it. I think the power of presence in everything that you do, whether it be the work that you're doing when you're working out, but even more it's it's all important. But in a relationship, and Beck, you said it, I would rather have ten minutes on the couch with her at night where there's no distractions, no TV, no phone, no nothing, but I have her full presence 
that will fill me up for the entire day. I'd rather have that than four hours of sitting on the couch, both of us on our phones, mm. on our computers, and not present for each other. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be quantity, mm-hmm. but it's a quality of your time together. Because you now we go out for dinner and you see couples on their phones while they're Breaks waiting my for heart. food. Like we make sure we don't do yeah. that. Like that is just, it's sad to see that when they're both on their phones. Anyway. But I, sometimes we may only get half an hour yeah in the day where we're fully present with each other but would you agree like that fills me up completely yes but you have to be fully present and what that means and and we are most powerful when we're fully present with anything we do because you're focusing on that one thing and bringing your best all of yourself to that one thing but just focus now if you can't find the time Take whatever time you have with your partner and bring all of you to it. Be present and make it a beautiful quality period of time that will light up your partner for the rest of the day, rest of the night. But you're amazing at that now. We had to do some work on that. I had to do work with that too because you catch me when I'm not present. Yeah. And it's always, guys, anything amazing in life, you got to work at it. Mm. We work hard at our relationship, don't we, Beth? Yeah. And it's and, and presence for me is still a work in progress because I have, like, definitely have a little bit of ADD. I am definitely always looking to the future. What can I do? How can I do more? Um, I'm always very futuristic. I never look behind. I've had trouble being present. And it's not like it just comes naturally for me because I'm both of us are very high achievers, but Siri has some crazy magic ability to be able to be present when she needs to be present for anything she's doing like she's so present i think the only time i was really present for a long period of time was doing a freaking iron man because i had to be like i couldn't do anything else i didn't have my phone like i'd sit <laughs> yeah. in my bars for five hours and be present like but it's a and how good did that make you yeah true yeah see when you're present yeah. you're your most powerful self and she was one of the fastest iron man athletes in the history of our sport presence is power mm. And it's Amen. beautiful. Yeah. Rebecca. Call me Becky, Becky, please. I feel like I'm in trouble when you call me. Becky. <laughs> I hope all of you have enjoyed this amazing uh, 35 minutes with my incredible wife. I really hope talk forever and that ever and you ever. will come back many times because there's so many different topics that we can share. There's so much. But I just really wanted to start this season off with all of you getting to know me better through the person that's most important to me. And that's my amazing wife. So thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. I love you with all my soul. Now you're not just inspiring me, but you get to inspire all our amazing listeners. I can't wait to, uh, to see how this explodes. And, um, I'm really excited to have been your first guest and got to go first. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I can't wait to see you again real soon. Thank you for listening and sharing this precious time with me. Please remember to subscribe and to leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at Siri Lindley, Facebook Siri Lindley, and Twitter at Seltz, S-E-L-T-S. You can also reach me via email at info at Have an amazing day and shine on.